everybody. Hey, Stormy, how are you going? Hi, I'm good. How are you? I'm doing really well this Wednesday, though I'm a little bit sad. I think I said the same thing last week for uh, for for Nuts and Bolts as well, because this is our last weekly show of the year, which is a little bit sad. But It is very sad, but, like, where did the time go? <laughs> I know. Well. Oh, it feels like only yesterday that we, you know, that I was starting to do all this and then, you know, you've come along and everybody's come along and it's so great. Arion, thank you so much for that sub. Very much appreciated. You're legend. Um, but yeah, like it's, it's been a big year. Huge. I just like in so many ways as well, like, you know, for Goa, gaming in general and all the news and stuff that we've covered this year like we like we were just talking about a few minutes ago it's like man what's happened this year as in like a lot's happened this year but it's trying to remember it all because it's just been filled with like news and we had packs and everything but now we're a few weeks away from the end of the year it's really sad Dang. But you know what? It'll be good because we've got 2023. There'll be a whole heap of new games coming. Breath of the Wild 2, sorry, Tears of the Kingdom has a release date. <laughs> They'll be getting Starfield. There'll be a whole heap of games coming out next year. But, of course, we've still got this year to, to look back on a little bit. And before we get into that, let's jump in with, well, what is normally our bloody good game of the week segment, thanks to Aussie Broadband. But we figured it's our last show for 2022. Let's make it our bloody good game of the year. So our games that we've picked that we we really have loved that um it doesn't have to have come out this year either. It could be anything, just something that you might have rediscovered, maybe, or just had a lot of fun doing. And look, I'm I'm gonna go first. And those of you that have been listening to the show for a while, you probably know that um I'm a big fan of this game. I've talked about it a lot, and I'm going to surprise you and say it's not Metal Hellsinger, although that does get an honourable mention. Um, but I'm going with Star Wars The Old Republic. So this game had its uh, 10th anniversary, actually this time last year. It's its 11th birthday coming up very, very soon. Um, and some of the stuff they did in the game this year has just been incredible. Um, the story itself is... Well, like, it's just, it's kind of been a bit meh, the story that they've released, but the stuff they've done behind the scenes. So there's um, the Legacy of the Sith. Uh, oh, why, why am I brain no work right now? Um, <laughs> the Legacy of the Sith release, it, it brought about a big change in that previous to this, your what you could do and the abilities that you had were tied to the class that you played. And SWOTOR has now separated that from your uh, your character. So if you're a Force-wielding character, a Jedi or a Sith, you can access any of the Force-wielding um, classes. So it means that you've got more access to, to play how you like. If you, you're any of the tech-based stuff, so there's like a trooper, a smuggler, um, bounty hunter or imperial agent they have access to all those style of classes as well which is just it's it's a mammoth undertaking to let you be able to do that and to not only let you do that but finally bring in loadouts as well so you can have multiple classes and advanced classes have an armor set for each of those classes and just flick between the loadouts it is a very incredible piece of of architecture that they've done there and that in itself is amazing 
But when you then factor in stuff like um, they've made changes to the UI, so how how the game looks, actually that a lot of that came in a patch that came out last night and I played a bit of it this morning. And honestly, I'm really liking how it looks. There's a lot more elements that you can move around and and make your own. And it just, it looks really cool to the point where the map is as well in the game. So previously, if you wanted to bring up the map, you would you know have the map up. And if you started to move around, it would sort of go opaque so you could see through it and do things. But now they've made it so that it sort of, it's on the screen, but sits off to the side so you can see what you're doing more. And mm-hmm. that, that it just looks a lot better. It's a lot nicer, a lot neater. <clears throat> um, and it, there's future stuff to come as well, like they're planning uh, colorblind modes for it as well. They got announced in their last live stream that they did. So there's, there's a lot of changes they're working on there. Um, and then two little things like, if you and another player from the same faction are attacking the same group of enemies, it would be whoever got there first and drew the aggro of the mob would get the credit for killing them. But now, if you're in the same faction, you both get credit for it. So on missions that require you to kill multiple enemies, all of a sudden you're not fighting each other for the next mob. You can go, mm-hmm. cool, well, we'll just jump in together and basically be a group without being a group. So yeah. it's it's... All these changes that they've done in the background are just amazing to me. And, you know, it's Star Wars. I keep coming back to it's like I've played a few other MMOs over the last couple of years because for a long time this was the only MMO that I'd ever played. But I just I love it. I will keep coming back to it. Um, and, yeah, the, the story's not so big at the moment and they're, they're doing other things as well on group content, particularly around PvP as well. Um, I'm not a big PvP player, but I know that they're removing um, the ranked PvP and putting everybody in together, which I'm not quite sure how that's going to go, um, but, but we'll see. And they're replacing the ranked rewards with like a a battle pass style system. Um, and that there's a few other things that they're doing in there as well. Like they, If you're a free-to-play person, you can play for free and it used to be that you would only be able to do a certain amount of pvp games before you wouldn't you know the free you'd hit the free to play limit but now they've re- removed the cap on that as well so it's it's just so much they've done behind the scenes and functionally for swotor this year that that's why that's my bloody good game of the year and i, I could talk i could keep talking about it. like i said i, I I believe you. No, oh. I just, it sounds like there's a whole lot of good quality of life stuff that they've mm. added, especially because did now I I might be asking an obvious question because I know this is one of your favorite games. But have you been playing this since it first came out? Yes. In yeah. fact, um, okay. I I played this on they they did like a a stress testing loading day, um, way back when. I I don't think I got into it as soon as it launched because while it had a worldwide launch on the 20th of December. Um, it technically didn't get an Australia launch until March the next year, but mm-hmm. they didn't stop people from getting the game. And I do remember like EB Games at the time were ordering in special orders of the game so you could install the disc. And then, of course, you know, you'd go online and have to download all yeah. the patches and everything in anyway. <laughs> but, um, yeah. but yeah, like, and in fact, I've still got my, uh, my original CD box here somewhere so that would be uh, an interesting thing to try and do to see if maybe we could 
like go back to vanilla SWOTOR. I don't think I'd like that because there have been it yeah, it's been going for eleven years. So there's a lot of a yeah. lot of stuff under the hood that um that that they've made changes to that have improved the game as well. And I'm sure there'll be people that will say that it's there's stuff that they would like as well, but I I honestly don't think there's the love for vanilla SWOTOR that there is for vanilla WoW or something like that. But, um, but yeah, that's my bloody good game of the year, and I will keep coming back to it. I am I hate to think of the amount of money that I've spent on this over the years because <laughs> I've been, you know, there was a while there where, where I wasn't subbed, especially when the free to play model came around. But I'm for the last three or four years, I've probably always been subbed. I think. But um, wait, very good. Free to, the free to play on it as well is really good. Like you can play the story up to level sixty or maybe sixty five. Now mm-hmm. it's the first the first couple of expansions you can you can play free to play now. Um, if you're interested, before you have in, to start paying for it. Yeah, and yeah, and in the initial initial game as well, the, there are eight classes and two level fifty each class had their own individual story as well. So. There was a heap, there's a heap of, even if you're just interested in it from a single player point of view, there's a heap of single player mm-hmm. content you can play in this game for nothing. But, um, but yeah, like I said, I can talk about that for forever. They um, should hire you to like talk to, talk about oh, to order people who haven't played before. Cause the, the, I like all of this year, and this is not like, this is not a D, like it's a genuine, like, I love how much you love this game. I've heard you talk about it so much where I'm like, Maybe I'll just try it just to see what all the fuss is about. Do it. Um, Do it. Yeah. Well, I know you'll say The only bad thing about SWOTOR (laughs) is the fact they don't have Australian servers. And so if you're playing on there, you're getting like 200, 300 millisecond ping. So that's uh, not the most funnest time when you're doing stuff like PvP and things like that. But uh, yeah, you can get through it. But um, but yeah, that's, that's my game. So Stormy... What's your game? Well, it was really hard picking. I initially thought I'd pick something that came out this year. And when you said you were doing SWOTOR, I was like, never mind. Um, so I've actually gotten, it's very fitting today, actually, because the new generation updates come out today as well. Um, mine's actually The Witcher 3 Wild Hunt. Um, and for those who don't know or haven't heard me talk about the games that I play in general, uh, I play a lot of games that have been well known and you know beloved for years and things like that that I've, I've never played before. Um, and I generally like sharing those experiences online uh, with my own like stream and things like that. And uh, today or tonight, I should say, is actually going to be hopefully me finishing the main story. And I've genuinely really loved it. And I I've, I think there's some really big pros and a few a few cons, but maybe I'm being nitpicky. Obviously, being a big open world game. Like I knew everyone would say to me, this game's really, really big. Uh, and I, 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 I believe them, but I didn't think I realized the extent of just how much content there is in this game. And the only reason I really got into The Witcher, uh, not just because of the nagging of Charlie Golf, who has been a fan of the franchise uh, for so long and has played the previous two. Um, I actually got into The Witcher uh, properly uh, when the Netflix series came out, that very first season came out. And I went, oh, actually, this world, the stories, the characters, you know, that fantasy element, it was all, like, really speaking to me. So I was thinking, you know what, maybe I should give this a go because this is right up my alley. And I honestly think I wouldn't have gotten as far with the game or enjoyed it as much as I did, as like, if I hadn't 
dedicated like time aside every week for it because it is quite overwhelming um in terms of how big the the map is you know the the continent you know to, to be technical how big the continent is and all the different areas that you can go into and explore the numerous side missions and contracts and quests as uh, secondary quests as well as the main story it's it's incredible and I really enjoyed it. There, there are some things actually they, they they put in the new update. For example, like I died to fall damage a lot and my argument was Geralt's a witcher. So why, like I'm literally jumping at such a small like distance. Why does he keep dying? They've actually increased the height for the fall damage <laughs> to be implemented. So I was like, I knew it wasn't me. I knew it wasn't just me. Um, so that actually made me really happy. Um, what else is there? I don't know, just like getting to upgrade uh, Geralt with the different armor and uh, get to mix some different potions and oils. And uh, initially when I first started it, I was like, holy crap. I was like, there's so many different elements to this game. It's really overwhelming. Um, and I think it, it's, again, it's a time thing. And I'm, I'm glad, if, you know, I guess I would, uh, maybe I feel like worn is a, is a strong word, but I guess for anyone who does want to get into The Witcher for the first time to really pick it up at a time where you feel like you can properly invest like a lot of hours into it to, I think, fully appreciate it. Um, because the story is really great. The characters are fantastic. Um, I'm just having a look now because I can tell you exactly how many hours I've put into it. Um, and this is on stream alone this year, I've played just over 80 hours and I haven't finished the main story. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah. Um, and look, uh, admittedly, a lot of that is me getting sidetracked and wanting to do side quests or do treasure hunts or complete a contract and things like that, or play Gwent, which is a whole other thing. I was, I was, about, like... I was about to say, how <laughs> long have you spent playing Gwent? I've played a lot of Gwent. For those who don't know very quickly, Gwent is like a card game that you learn um in in the game as like a side thing it's not like a big important thing um, but Gwen no, actually it's has like the, the most important thing in the game well to me it is but everyone else doesn't like it when i'm streaming and they're like please stormy finish the story and i'm like no i gotta play Gwen." you know um, what i kind of remember is like the the original knights of the old republic game um there was a card game in that called pazic and it gets you in like you it just, does it's it, like I, I, I can't speak to Gwent because I haven't played The Witcher Three or whatnot. But yeah. Pazic was just a nice, simple game, and and was just like this is fun. I like this. Yeah, no, I I got really into it once I wrapped my head around how it works. It actually wasn't that hard. Like when when like once you once you kind of learn the basics, and it's very get, easy to get carried away with it. But yeah, I don't know. I just this is definitely my bloody good game of the year because it's been something I've had on my bucket list to finish for so long uh, and now that it's got these new updates which i'm really looking forward to having uh or having like to add sorry to the game uh to finish off tonight with you know the the graphical enhancements not to mention more dlc and some dlc based off some of the netflix series it's great and it's i think it's awesome that it's still so well supported um after being out for so long as well and to still have uh you know that community behind it and still you know, have to be so passionate about a game that's been around for so long. Mm -hmm. uh, so, yeah, I mean, a few honourable mentions, though. Elden Ring, of course. I felt like I was doubling up because that was, that was my bloody good game of the week last year. Uh, last week, sorry. Mm -hmm. um, the Quarry uh, is another another great one. The Cult of the Lamb, of course. I feel like I'd be 
Um, I'll be yelled at if I didn't mention Cold of the Lamb because I have so much this year already. Uh, but yeah, I mean, just in general, as someone who's never played The Witcher 3 before, I have thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed it. Awesome. That's so good. And thank you. Big thank you to Aussie Broadband to uh, sponsor us with some bloody good broadband to our uh, studio there and for, for sponsoring us this whole year um, with this segment. It's been so great to have them on board and um, as part of this. So please, if you're looking at internet, definitely go go consider Aussie Broadband. Thanks, Aussie really Broadband. Cool. So that was uh, that was our bloody good games of the year. Um, but you mentioned a few of your honourable mentions there. There were a few that were nominated for game of the game of the year award type stuff. Yeah. And and of course <laughs> that was um, the game awards happened last Friday our time. Um, and there was a there was a few thing few interesting things in there. But uh, we'll start at the top of our list because like it, it's been a while ago. Like there's been a weekend between now and then. For, yeah. for, for us and like i must admit i've forgotten a lot but there is a few bits and pieces <laughs> that happened that um i really love so let's kick off with some of the trailers and of course with my game of the year you've got to expect that the trailer that i was most pumped to see was jedi survivor oh it looks, looks so cool and like i'm very keen to see where they go with this story i kind of hope they take take it down a little bit in its stakes because like the way fallen order ended was just mm. it was amazing and and it's been out long enough i don't i don't think we're i think we're out I of spoiler think, territory think, you reckon? Yeah, yeah i think you are i think you are the final sequence with darth vader oh, oh, oh my, my god. god how epic was that can it, i tell you a funny story yeah okay yeah. a very quick funny story so I, before I had gotten to that point, so I've, I had been on the same difficulty, not the highest difficulty, but maybe the second highest. And I think, is it the, which one's the really big sister? Is that the ninth sister? Uh, no, um, it might've been the ninth sister. Was yeah, seven, like seven on Kashyyyk, was it? I can't remember. Yeah, yeah, I do yeah, remember it, yeah. I, I'm not even joking, and this will go, I, this will tell you how stubborn I am. I think it was literally about two or three hours, maybe more, I was fighting her because I was like, I refuse to take down difficulty, blah, blah, blah. And Charlie Golf already knew what the ending was uh, and was just like, trust me on this, put down the damn difficulty and finish the game because you will see the end of it, like the story, and you'll wonder why you didn't just make things easier for yourself and just finish it. And yeah, that that whole end sequence yeah. was Amazing. And just quietly seeing Pax Imperius in Kenobi as well. That was really cool. Because like the, the, the last level in Fallen Order is where Obi-Wan goes to um, as part of, of the, the Kenobi show. And I don't want to say too much more. I just realized that I'm probably giving out spoilers for a TV show that only came out <laughs> like a couple of months ago. But um, yeah. but yeah, so that, I was really excited to see Jedi Survivor and see how that comes along. And little bits and pieces, like when I originally watched the trailer, I saw Sia um, with what looked like the Jedi archives. And I thought, mm. oh, they're back on the, the Jedi temple on Coruscant. But on more rewatches, it looks like she's reestablishing the archives. So that uh, that could be an interesting thing because it kind of says to mm. me that, that um, Cal Kestis and her, they're still friends, but they're not traveling together anymore. 
yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, that's got, that's going to be interesting. I can't wait to see what goes on there. I like what I did like about the trailer as well is that it did show some amazing. Like uh, one of my favorite parts of the trailer was just seeing all the different styles of combat and stuff that you could, uh, and like the integration of the force and stuff. Like I loved, I loved that. Com all the combat actually in the first game but it like it showed a lot in the trailer but it also didn't show much like it didn't mm. give too much away and i feel like some trailers are quite guilty of showing too much uh but this one has me even more excited i don't know if i told you but i've already pre-ordered the deluxe edition i still like as, as soon as i was could, it a deluxe I was, like, edition because i've pre-ordered it myself but i didn't see a deluxe edition um honestly can i be honest with you i just saw there was a deluxe edition i didn't even read what was in it I was we're, like, we're I not just, talking about like because there's that collector's edition that's going <gasps> no not that one. Oh, I wish yeah. it was. that um, was I, I went and looked at it and i thought oh yeah i'll, I'll have a look at how much it was like 300 us dollars and i'm going hmm, cool 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 yeah no i'm not getting that um but, i do i do have the deluxe edition though but i was gonna say like i'm and this is like the star wars nerd obviously coming out if you factor in the price of a standard game and then a lightsaber, like I know it doesn't have the blade, but the hilt itself, and you think about the price of a Black Series saber, I think the price is well justified. I, and that's how I'd convince myself to get it. Yeah, that may be how I would do it as well, but I just <laughs> do not have that money. Um, <laughs> maybe no, after, maybe after Christmas. Either. After Christmas, I'll see if, you know, I get maybe some, someone gives me some money and I'll go and order it. But yeah, it's silly expensive but it's going to be so much fun to see it um there yes um you know what admittedly i don't remember a lot of the other trailers like i said it's been a bit of a, a while between now oh. and uh then but it, it well, sure it showed, i didn't think there was any other trailers of real note there storm are you are you pulling my leg here you're pulling no, my I'm, leg I'm being up. totally honest no no no, 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 no no there is one trailer that at least I must talk about because I don't, I think you were there when it happened. So for those who don't know, I, I live streamed the Game Awards on Friday um, on Twitch. And one game that got announced that was definitely not on my, my list, my bingo card, if you will, for the Game Awards was the announcement of Hades 2. Now, you all oh, know. Yeah, there was, that, that game came, yeah, it got announced, didn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that little I, game. Yeah. That was like the first, the first like big announcement they made of of, of the day, uh, of the night, I should say. And oh my god, like so I I I like I'm, I so even thinking about it now, I'm just I was so excited because it just it caught me so off guard. And I remember seeing like the first frame of artwork, and then the <laughs> super giant games logo coming up, and I just thought, shut the front door, like this is. This isn't happening. Like I, I before they even showed the characters, I was like, I think I know what this is. Um, Hades two is oh so exciting. I think they said they were going to have like an early access thing um, next year. Uh, I from what I've gathered because there's a main there's a new main protagonist um, called oh my god I want to say it's Melina but it's 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 not. Um, I thought it was I'll, like quickly... Seer or something. Like well, I know that's the Jedi. Order. Um the the well the name of the boss of well like the big boss of Hades 2 is Kronos. Mm. Uh, but you I've, I've got, I'm quickly on the Supergiant Games website because I've just forgotten her name. I'm a fake fan, I know. Um I think it's it's I don't know how to pronounce it, it's something like Melano, so the immortal princess of the underworld. Um and it's like so her brother is Zagreus, which is the main protagonist of the first Hades game. And uh yeah, if I I am I am so so keen for it. Uh, they showed a little bit of 
gameplay and I have, uh, you know, other famous um, mythological characters. Like uh, I know the first one comes to mind is Apollo and things like that as well. Uh, and I, oh man, that was by far, like, obviously I'm very excited for Star Wars, like Jedi Survivor. I think we all knew they were showing that trailer there that night, but I was not expecting Hades 2. And that was literally the highlight of my whole day. I think I was beaming going into work, not shutting up about the fact that I was just so happy we were getting another Hades game. Yep. I, I could tell, like, there was definitely a little squee that came out when... Oh, uh, I don't... When... I think you're... I, I think you don't have to uh, make me look good. I it was a very long, drawn-out squee and a yeah boy at some point. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, no, that that was that was, that was was my favourite. Uh, but all the others start to become a little bit of a blur. But yeah, there well... were a few... I'd remember there was like Armored Core, which admittedly I wasn't a, a huge fan of that series, but I know that there was a lot of people out there. And I was a little bit surprised to see that um, From Software were doing that. So for, for those that aren't in the know, From Software did Elden Ring and, and they the Souls games as well. So they're known for some uh, some pretty hard games there. They showed some more of Final Fantasy sixteen some june yeah. awakening stuff um death stranding 2 that got a pretty big applause. oh yes of yeah. course how do we how do we miss death stranding 2 mm. um there was the the burning shores for horizon forbidden west going to which, to hollywood yeah. Yeah. which is a ps5 exclusive yeah um which i i have i, I think i mentioned it vaguely but I feel a little bit bad. If Forbidden West has come come out for four and five, but then you say, "Oh, actually, DLC is only for people on five. Yeah. I'm like, "Oh, I feel that's, quite bad for everyone else." Yeah, that that's that's a bit of a shit move by Sony when you're bringing yeah. out DLC for a game that came out on both platforms. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Um, actually, there was one, and it kind of flew under my radar a bit because looking at the trailer, it didn't seem like it was going to be this, but the Transformers game. <gasps> Yeah, you know what? I, I remember seeing it and I it wasn't until the hand came out because you were in first person of, mm. well, I imagine it's Bumblebee, isn't it? So you, you saw the hand come out and I went, Bumblebee? Because every, every, everything else, you couldn't quite tell yeah. in the combat sequences that there were other, you know. Yeah, it just uh, looked like generic sci-fi shooter number 12 or something yeah. that was, was happening yeah. there. But then all of a sudden, right at the end, there were Transformers. Yeah. yeah that was pretty sweet um there's the the phantom liberty dlc for cyberpunk 2070 uh 2077 i reckon that'd be interesting like if you oh, just elba yeah cool. so that that looks pretty cool so i'm um, i'm quite interested in that and i may even try and find a cheap copy of um cyberpunk again to play that because yeah. like for, now with all the patches it's had cyberpunk i think is a good game like and 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 it had a really good story in it and i'd be very Mm. interested to go back and revisit that and seeing the the uh um seeing this dlc that'd be pretty cool um but yeah speaking uh, we had a few people going on in chat they said a few like armored core gamma says look pretty cool um keen on that and um, they mentioned Crime Boss as well, which uh, yes. it looks looks interesting. I was kind of thinking Poor Man Saints Row when I saw that. Like, I'm not talking about the rebooted Saints Row. I'm talking about, like, the just off its tits tricking, I don't know what we're doing. What do we want to do? We want to be president. Cool, well, we're president now and just stuff like that, you know. Um, that but kind of huge. Yeah. But kind of, it, it did look interesting. But I will, I will say one thing that was um, – 
hmm, that was an interesting moment was when they brought Michael Masden out to talk about it. Because like, he was the second actor that they brought out for that. We'll get to the, the, the other one in a second. But yeah, Michael Masden just did not look interested at all <laughs> to be there. Just, I, yeah, it just felt awkward. Is that yeah. the right word? Like, I don't know about you, but I like, there's a slight secondhand embarrassment feeling which i wasn't like i was just like i i know, I know who you are and i guess i know why you're here but i feel like you can always tell like for example like this uh, go back to star wars for a second when cameron uh is it cameron monaghan came out yeah. he plays Cal Kestis. you can tell like he loves this game he is yep. a star wars fan he loves his character i'm not saying that you know michael doesn't I mean, it just it doesn't feel as authentic and genuine and it's also yeah. like what are you doing here <laughs> yeah i wonder how much of it might because like he didn't he didn't look very well on the stage he looked very old um to the point where like is coming out for a show like a game like crime boss you're sitting there thinking that oh cool he's coming out for this and he's flanked by two goons in like the security dress up and and whatnot and it it fits the crime boss narrative, but it also kind of felt a little bit like we're just making sure he doesn't run away or do something silly. Like that's kind of what it felt like to me. I, I don't know. There mm -hmm. was there was some most most of the announcements or people coming out to present was was pretty good, but there was mm -hmm. always a few where you're like, mm, you're like, this doesn't feel as yeah. like exciting or genuine. Like even don't get me wrong, I love Crash Bandicoot, but when he came oh, from the yeah. ceiling. And did that whole little skit sequence. I was like, oh man. I was like, just show me the trailer. <laughs> what was the game as well? Like, it wasn't a proper Crash game. It was like no, a Crash Party game. Like crash battle, Mario Party or something, wasn't it? It's, it? I think it's more like a battle brawler kind of style thing. Mm. Um, which, it doesn't seem terrible. It's not what I was expecting. No. Uh, I think there, there are some cameos. Or like having Animal. I, I like seeing oh, Animal yeah. in the Muppets there. Like, I feel like that is done well but then some other presentations with a few special people where you're like oh i don't know i was kind of hoping like there was this little glimmer of hope when they brought um animal out because he he presented um what was the best score or music in a game but there yeah. was um there was a muppet mobile app years ago and it was so much fun my muppet show was what it was called and it just kind of disappeared and stop working because like it had servers you had to log into and they just kind of one day shut down the servers and that was mm. it um so i was kind of hoping they were going to bring that back um obviously didn't yeah, happen i mean like they were going to announce something muppet related yeah like, oh, I was animal just here just because yeah well, that, that's it yeah you don't you don't try or maybe jim henson's estate needed some some quick money and just thought yeah we'll let animal appear let's go i did like the fact that animal said that millennia in elden ring was his favorite boss i thought yeah. that was quite funny yeah, yeah. I was, I, all of that was actually quite cute i'm a bit biased i do like the muppets yeah. i can't the only thing that might have been better was like to have like because i'm i'm not you might not be familiar with what the muppet show originally was like this variety show so where stars would come in and do it like mark hamill was on it back in the day mm. um yeah yeah and like they'd come on and like they'd do skits and promote whatever they were doing recently and kermit was the backstage theater manager type thing and mm. i kind of wanted to see something like that with kermit backstage with jeff Keeley and kermit giving him shit for not doing stuff right and stuff like that 
I reckon that would have been cool. Yeah. They could only afford one one animal. Yeah. But <laughs> I wonder if their their budget for cameos was uh was uh, it hit the mark when um you know the presenter for best game performance came out. Yeah, well um Yeah, that that was um I, I feel like they kind of did that early they did it really early in the night. Like they get, mm. they did a, a heap of awards before the show even started technically. But like, yeah. then the first one was the best performance and like our boy, Chris judge. Well done, mate, for that, for getting that and getting to meet Al Pacino, who was also someone else that kind of went, I don't know what video games are, but you're going to pay me money. So I'm going to be here. Oh, my kids play them. And it's like, okay. Yeah. Like, I guess like I understand why you would bring, someone like Al Pacino because I guess like they're trying to signify how vital and how integral and how important you know um, actors in games are like just as much as they are in like movies or tv shows mm. um again it just it was one of those moments where it's like what are you doing here yeah. <laughs> like he, and he was he just seemed a little lost and I was like I I respect you it's cool that you've come to the game awards but it just it, again it felt a little awkward <laughs> Yeah, that's it. But um, a little bit awkward there as well with how long Chris Judge's acceptance speech went for. Oh like, by far the longest speech of the night and was the first speech. It was, well, oh. I was like, I, I was obviously because I was reacting to it and I think you were in the chat with me at the same time as a few other people. And, like, it started and it was really sweet and it was good. And then, I like, I remember sitting there thinking, Oh my god, he needs to hurry up. And then everyone in the chat was like, "Okay, let's 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 move along now." Like, and then they played that they played like the walking off music, but then it just made his speech sound a lot more elevated and like inspiring, <laughs> a lot and more I, dramatic. I know, yeah, I don't know if he didn't hear it or he was just ignoring it because um, I don't know if you saw. He even tweeted afterwards that he had more to say, and oh, I was like, Jesus. "Like, babes, like the whole show hasn't even started. Like, you were the first one." Yeah, pr pretty <laughs> sure everybody else's speech got cut short so they could make up time from that first speech and then jeff even like made a joke which i thought was really funny because they were giving away steam decks every minute mm. one steam deck every minute and then afterwards jeff is like wow you know like christopher charge has made like steam kind of sweat because i've had to give away a few extra stream decks now <laughs> uh steam decks now for like how long his uh speech went uh which i thought was pretty funny uh but yeah it was Again, like what you said, it was a really big uh, award to present by Al Pacino right at the beginning of the award show. But then it's just like, are they going to bring Al Pacino on first and be like, okay, you can leave. You yeah, can go that's, now. That's pretty much what it was. It, it kind of felt like, yeah, they wanted to highlight the, like the voice work. And a lot of it's motion capture work as well. So not just voice work, but these people are doing the motion capture for their characters as well. Um and a lot of using their image too, um, mm. but there's a, there's a you you saw it in the the trailer for the new um, cyberpunk stuff. It's Idris Elba in the game, you mm. know. Even before that, it was Keanu Reeves as Johnny Silverhand. Um, so yeah. there's a lot of acting that gets done in the, there now, um, not just lending a voice to to the character. And so I, I think you're right. I think they wanted to get. Uh, and and known actor to do it but of course it's still video games and most people look at it and go this is video games what are you yeah, yeah I feel like, like you still could have grabbed like having idris elba maybe present that award um or just after the announcement of 
him being in the new, you know, mm. DLC for Cyberpunk would have lent itself, I felt like, more authentically. Or even if you have someone who has been in previous video games who is also like a well-known actor and stuff as well. Yeah. Well, you're going to trot out Troy Baker again and just, yeah. Oh, no, not Although Troy he Baker. Would, he was already there later in the night as well. No, like, like, and like, like obviously Nolan Troy Baker is very yeah. talented. Or, you're giving out, like, those are, like, two names we see, like, so, so often. Like, give it to, oh, God. I'm, now now I'm having to try and, like, rack Bring out brain. James McAvoy from, the, was that that 12-hour game? James McAvoy oh, and Daisy Ridley? Minutes. No, 12, 12 minutes, minutes, yeah. I think it's something a bit bigger. Like, uh, wasn't, didn't Danny Trejo do a voice in one of the Fallout games? Uh, um, or, I know this was a while back and I'm stretching, but do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. It's, yeah. But then Al Pacino is just like, I guess for like a general audience who isn't watching the Game Awards, that name circulating and trending online will probably grab a few more people, I'd imagine. Mm. So we've gone over, a few, we've already mentioned a couple of things at one um, during the night, like Chris Judd, Judge getting his uh, Best Actor Award. And I'm so happy to see Teal getting an award. Um, SG1 reference for those that, that are old enough to remember <laughs> that show. Uh, but, you know, last week we did a few of our own predictions. We didn't go through and do everything because there were like 31 categories, but we did yeah. We did 17 out of them. So um, there's a couple I want to call attention to because Metal Hellsinger was robbed for best score and music. Like Elden Ring, oh, sorry, not Elden, sorry, God of War Ragnarok won that one. Um, and I'm still annoyed at that because Metal Hellsinger's soundtrack was amazing. It should have won. Was there was there any categories where you looked at and went, yeah, no, my, no, that wasn't the right winner. You know there is. You know there. I know is. that's why I'm asking because you I know, know there yeah. is. And I'm gonna be a little like petty for a second because someone I actually uploaded this reaction to this category that you're talking about on TikTok only this afternoon, and someone had to go uh, and comment on it and be like, when the game you wanted to win doesn't, so you have to complain that it's rigged. And I never said it was rigged. I just thought it was robbed. And that category was for the best independent game. Um, and look, I, we all know, and you know, everyone knows at this point, I really wanted Call of the Lamb to win. Uh, particularly because as well, at that point in the night, Stray had also won an award previously. So I thought in my mind, because they were nominated for, I think, three awards in total. Mm. And I thought, okay, they've got one award. And, you know, obviously Massive Monster, go the Aussies. We like, you know, it's just a thing uh, we want to do. We want to support the Aussie games. Uh, and I thought, okay, maybe the only category they're nominated for, you know, Cold of the Lamb, maybe they'll get this one in the bag. And they didn't. And it, it, I think it's fine. Like, I think we kind of expected because Stray was also nominated for Game of the Year and was also in the best indie category. I feel like we kind of assumed that they probably would have got it. Mm. Um, but I mean, I again, still don't like, like, once again, Stray is a beautiful game. It looks amazing. But after you get past the gimmick of being a cat, and it, I don't know, to me, it just kind of doesn't, doesn't seem game of the I'm going to go back on my words from like last week and stuff mm -hmm. for a bit because I thought about it a little bit more because uh, I don't know what criteria they're taking for game of the year or best independent game in, in terms of them picking a winner. But. I feel like Stray, in terms of its appeal and its, um, I guess, its 
like pull towards a general audience would probably have more people more than cult of the lamb and i feel like it's a little bit more inviting than cult of the lamb is um and i'm thinking of like you know not just people like us or people who are listening who love video games and live and breathe video games but also those who are casual gamers or maybe those who who's you know i don't know whose partner or family member has a console and never thought of picking up a game and saw strain and went actually this might be something I'm able to play and is, uh, I guess, more inviting. And on that front, I can definitely understand why it would have won that. I mean, obviously, I, I like it's every game holds different values for each person. And I feel like what Cult of the Lamb offered, again, being biased because I like my roguelike, you know, base building style games, that for me was my best indie game of the year. But looking at it from like a broader, more general perspective, I feel like I can understand more <coughs> and appreciate Stray winning best indie mm. a little bit better. Like mm. I see where you're coming from too, because you know that I agree with you at all those <laughs> fronts as well. But when I look at it from that kind of lens and that perspective, I'm like, okay, you know what? They should get that. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, um, just getting back, because we did do our own predictions and we got chat involved last week as well. So we did three polls in Twitch chat. Um, one of them was best indie. They agreed with you, Stormy. They thought Cult of the Lamb should get that. So Thanks, unfortunately, <laughs> unfortunately, that means they didn't get a point there. Um, Sorry, chat. That's, but that's okay. But the, the, the second one, well, it was technically the third one, but the third, second one we're going to talk about was the most anticipated game. So as a reminder, for their, the, the category, sorry, the nominees for there were Final Fantasy sixteen, Hogwarts Legacy, Resident Evil 4, Starfield, and Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. Um, surprisingly, they voted for Hogwarts Legacy, which of course didn't win. Um, Tears of the Kingdom won that one. Did we uh, both go for Tears of the Kingdom? We did. We did. We did. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then lastly for chat, um, they we voted for the game of the year, the big one, the big kahuna. Um, they actually got it right. They voted Elden Ring. Um, yes. and both of us went for, for God of War. God Ragnarok. of War. So well yeah. done, chat. You, you got it. You got to stay. You bested us. That's you bested it. us this time. Um, <laughs> but I think what, what most people want to know is how we both kind of did individually. And, and yeah. I, I, uh, I, I've got the results here, so it's not a surprise for me, but Stormy doesn't know. Um, yeah. And I, th- I, I've got to take a guess and say that I've lost because I backtracked, mm-hmm. I think, on a lot of the decisions we made last Friday. Well, you would be wrong. You won. He won by two. Um, oh, yeah. only by two. So, yeah. what, what was there anything that separated us? Like, um, like, is there what? What was there any categories that I got right that you got them wrong, or vice so, versa? Um, or? Out of so, just, just uh, first of all, we we voted on seventeen categories. You got eight. I got six. Um, so the best indie debut, you went with Stray, which it won, and I went with Vampire Survivors. So that was one oh, that yes. separated us. Um. Then there was Best Art Direction. I voted for Scorn and you voted for Elden Ring and Elden Ring won there. Yes, um, that's right. And Best Game Direction, I went with Stray. You went with Elden Ring. Elden Ring won, won there as well. Um, Hell yeah. <laughs> I, did, I did go one up on you with Best Mobile Game. I voted for Marvel Snap. Marvel and you Snap. voted for Genshin Impact and Ma- the Marvel Snap won that. But but yeah, so you came out on, on top there, Stormy, with the, uh, yeah. <clears throat> the win. So, we'll try uh, again next year. Yeah, next year. Uh, one nil. One nil. One nil. All right, we'll come back <laughs> for next year. We're going to do it. All right, got to get me uh, my game predicting stuff on ready for next year. Um, uh, 
there is one more thing I want to talk about before we move on from the Game Awards, um, because, and I think everybody saw this guy. So there was a, an orchestral performance of um, of some some of the music there of the Game of the Year performance, and you'll know Flute Guy. He became a sensation because he just goes hard. He is just incredible. Even when you're just looking at the group of um group group of performance you can see him like i know he's in the middle but he is popping off killing it yeah like i just oh he was so entertaining and just like not not only is is he going off but he is swapping instruments mm. like he he plays like three or four different instruments in there and it's just incredible oh go away no i don't want to play that <laughs> um we're going to get dmca because of guardians of the galaxy uh but, <laughs> but yeah, like it, it was just so cool to see him just doing his thing, and and I must admit, after watching that video, another one um, popped up on my feed of him doing uh, some movie music, and he was doing Uguay's theme from Kung Fu Panda, and but he was yes, he was front and center in that, but he was still going at it, like it was just he he's a guy that loves what he's doing and he's getting involved, yeah. and I love it. That's that's what I I said as well when we were watching it together because it's just, it's so infectious. Yeah. Just seeing someone like obviously every and I think I said this then as well. Obviously everyone in the orchestra is so passionate about music, but just that kind of movement and the enthusiasm um, that that they had with their their multiple instruments as well. And even at the end when when that game of the year kind of sweet finished. You saw him like cheering the guys behind him, kind of standing up, going yeah, and it was like, it was so nice. It's really cool. Um, you know, it's kind of going back to talking about people presenting or coming across as authentic and genuine. Like that was like the peak, you know, uh, you know that infectious enthusiasm that someone has for what they're doing just coming through. And I'm so glad like a lot of people were talking about him as well because I thought mm. it was he was brilliant. You know, he even did he did a little thank you video afterwards as well. So like on his own Twitter, Pedro Eustache is the guy's name if you if you're keen to see him. But yeah, he was just did it in like three different languages as well. So there's well not speaking, but the 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 speaking was done in English, but the the text in the tweet was done in English. I'm gonna guess that's Italian maybe and the French. Only because they one starts with gracias and one starts with merci, so that's I'm pretty <laughs> sure that's Italian and uh, and French, but yeah, like and he was just happy. He was happy to be there and happy to be be seen now. So, like, uh, yeah, absolutely love it. Well done, flute guy Pedro Eustache for for your performances there. I hope he's back again next year. Oh, me too. Like, yeah, that, that's it. Put him front and center, please, please. Have him I'm like. Idol- do i don't i don't know i want i want him to be like on a raised on a stage somewhere and like in in or a flying big, in on a harness yeah with like yeah with like a big <laughs> oh golden sequin suit or something like that just to it'd be, you, know. you know what it'd be really cool if and i'm sure there's other people who could present this too but it'd be really cool if next year that they presented best score soundtrack oh, yes after how kind of viral that he got this year that that would be really cool i reckon this would be a tradition now of being like yeah the flute guy yeah yeah that's yeah that sounds amazing would absolutely love that um (laughs) 
But I do feel, I feel it's only natural going from the Game Awards for 2022 into um, our gaming memories from 2022, because mm-hmm. being our last show, I, I would like to take a moment to reflect on the year that was, because I, I think we've had such a good year. There's been a, a heap of firsts in there and a heap of really cool things that we've done. And I, I think there's no better... Uh, moment to talk about than going to PAX. Like it's, yeah. It was the first one back after it's had missing for two years um, and it's Goa's first time at PAX. Um, there was a heap of heap of us there and doing things like doing our, uh, the panel on how to host a charity stream and then our community meet up on, on the, uh, the Saturday as well and mm. meeting so much of our community over there. That was just an amazing time. And let alone all the other stuff that goes with PAX as well. Yeah, PAX is definitely, if not the most memorable part of my year personally, but also with Goa, because like you mentioned at the beginning of um, the podcast, like this is this was my first year with Goa as well mm-hmm. and also being part of the weekly show and stuff every week is has always been so exciting. And then also kind of getting to meet the rest of the Goa community mm-hmm. and the the team as well and then getting to meet a lot of those people in person at PAX was I think it was just the icing on the cake like super 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 special and speaking of meeting people uh our very own reflex who uh we don't see as much on on out front and center with Goa anymore but he does a lot of our technical stuff behind the scenes now he came over for a trip to Perth we had a Goa community meetup here in Perth to to see him Oh, and the studio, like having the studio space and having having somewhere where we can go and do stuff. And the the reason we're not here tonight is um, Pete's taken a bit of initiative to rearrange stuff a little bit, and we've got some plans for next year that we, we're going to do to make it uh, make it make it an even better space for us to to deliver some content out of there. So we're looking forward to to getting back in there next year. Hopefully, when it's not you know thirty odd degrees, because it does get a little bit warm in there. It does. Yeah. Um, but, you know, stuff that's cool, I got my Xbox mini fridge this year. You did get your Xbox mini fridge this year. I do like it. Um, it's so good. I know this was only really recent, but getting to play What's Next, the, oh, the board game, like in person was really fun. Mm. That was really, really cool. Yeah, that that was a really cool board game as well. I had a lot yeah. of fun with that. Like I like the, the co-op, choose your own adventure sort of storytelling of this. And even how we lost it, like, I swear to God, I, taking that <laughs> rope was a good idea. And then we get to the end and it's like, did you take the rope? Yes. Yes. Cool. Well, your boat's floating away now. So it's gone. And we're like, great. Awesome. Yeah. Um, but I'd love to play some of the other stories from that too. Like hmm. I reckon by the time we do go back, if we want to go back to that first one, it's been long enough where we might not remember everything as much, hmm. which is I think is the best way to go into it blind. Yeah. But that's one of my favorite things that we did this year. Some uh, some interesting other interesting things that have come up this year. I think you know from from a gaming point of view, three little pixels because that is just going to be an amazing service, a cloud based indie game platform servicing Australian uh, devs there. Um, I'm just so excited to to see that get off the ground. And you can register right now for your username there at register.3littlepixels.com slash login. Uh, definitely go give that a look up and, and secure your username right there. And just like seeing stuff behind the scenes 
is just it's going to be incredible and like i said the, the way that we can that you'll, you'll be experiencing this content and and how i th- i think it's going to be good for gamers because you only pay f- as you play and good for devs because it means that they're going to be getting money for people trying their game so i think i think that's going to be a, a really cool platform and uh you'd be doing yourself a disservice if you didn't get in on the ground floor right now um but then there, like there was other little bits and pieces like i one that sticks in my head um is Nintendo trying to trademark NSW? And yeah. as every Australian looked at that and went, "You what? What? You you, you want to try and trademark the the three letter abbreviation for New South Wales? Yeah. And it's just like, yeah, nah, nah. Well, I think, yeah, yeah, nah. Well, yeah, nah, nah. Go away from that. <laughs> and of course, the big one, and I cannot wait for it next year. I've got my pre order down. Breath of the Wild two officially becoming tears of the kingdom and getting a release date in may that was I, that was actually probably one of my favorite um well not not my favorite i'm going to tell you what my favorite is in a minute one of my favorite maybe my second best favorite announcement that i wasn't expecting this year uh because i i think i don't know if we were actually watching the nintendo direct at the same time um or i was with somebody else at least and they didn't really allude to anything being announced at the time. So when it came up, everyone was like, ah, oh, what? Yeah. Oh yeah. After so long of being like kept hanging for like to actually get not only a title, but a release date yeah. as well. It was just I, wicked. I kept on expecting them to trot out Aonuma, who's the producer of the Legend of Zelda series and, and say, cause like they did remember when they, they launched Skyward Sword the remaster for the switch yes. last yeah, yeah. year, they've trotted him out. And the first thing he said Guys, guys, get back in your seats. This is not a Breath of the Wild 2 announcement. Because <laughs> they, they know how big it is as well. Oh, and yeah. I, loved, I loved that. It was just, I think it was at the end of the direct. They're like, oh, yeah, by the way, we got this thing you might yeah. like. And it, it was like only the highly, officially the highest anticipated title mm. of, of 2022. But I know going into next year, one of my favorite um, announcements that came this year uh, was of course the Resident Evil 4 remake. Uh, for me personally, this is going to be the first Resident Evil game that I will play that's gotten like the, uh, I guess like the the re- like the remake treatment um, in the beautiful Resident Evil 2 and 3 style way that they've done with their previous games. So I am so looking forward to it. And I know this year we've had so many discussions about remakes and remasters and things like that, but I fully stand behind all the Resi remakes because... They literally rebuild the game, uh, the game from the ground up, and um, change things structurally and stuff as well, um, which I think I'm really looking forward to being able to fully witness those changes. That's not where I thought you were going with that. Like, when, after you sort of corrected yourself and said, "Oh, it's the second most surprising one," I thought you were going to go back to Hades too. Then, Uh look, Hades two, I think for me is still really far away, um, and the Resi fan in me still holds like uh like that that number one spot i feel like if, if i said hades 2 it would have been still out of pure exhilaration and excitement and surprise um from not knowing it was coming but i think because a lot of people knew they were going to do a full remake at some point and mm. then i had been anticipating wanting to see it and then finally getting to see some footage uh yeah I, i'm still i'm i'm waiting on someone to announce the collector's edition so i could pre-order it so um hopefully soon so um, 
question without notice because this is some this is only something that I've just thought of um because you know we're, we're remembering the end of the year now but mm. what would you like to see announced event something in 2023 because I've got something that that I can say to give you um some time to think here because you remember a few years ago there was that remake of Legend of Zelda Link's Awakening and it was just yeah. this nice cute little way and I'm looking yeah. at that going I want a Legend of Zelda 1 and 2 remake done in that style. Mm. And actually, yeah. I'm not even sure you'd call it a remake because I'm pretty sure it was it, like it played exactly the same. Everything was the same except it was just updated graphics. But but I want that treatment for the Legend of Zelda 1 and 2 because like the original Legend of Zelda is still a freaking good game. Mm. I absolutely love it. And I would like to see something like that. Nintendo, if you're going to remake anything, remake that. Oh, that's a really tough question. Um, I would, hmm. this is, okay, this is a serious, not so serious one. Um, and I, I've, I think I've joked about it once or twice, but I would love if they actually remade the Disney, I think it was called the Disney Extreme Skate Adventures game or something like that. It was wicked. It was it was like you could play as uh, characters from Toy Story, Lion King. Oh, God, there was one more other franchise that I've forgotten. And it was really, really fun. A whole bunch of mini games. You can explore uh, a whole bunch of, like, you can explore uh, Pride Rock and uh, Andy's Room and Pizza Planet and all that stuff. And it had a wicked killer soundtrack. And I just feel like something like that needs to have a little bit of a revival or something similar. Like, I would be down for that in a heartbeat. Uh, but now that Hades 2 is coming out, that's not, like, that, now that's actually an official and not just a dream of mine that's coming out. Uh, hmm, actually, no, you've really caught me off guard now because I can't really think of anything else. I'd love if they could show us potentially a bit more Wolverine at some point next year because I know they've announced it, but they haven't shown anything. That would be cool. Uh, maybe I look at because they are doing a Witcher, like the first Witcher game remake, which they have confirmed it will be open world. I'd like to say a little bit of that. Um, but I can't think of anything like new, new, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, I, I would like to see freaking Blizzard, Activision, Blizzard and Microsoft finally merge, even though the FTC in the <laughs> States are trying to block it. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, but yeah, no, like, I, I think... Um, in terms of games for me, like I, I, I'm, I'm pretty, pretty content in where I am. I've got Jedi Survivor coming. I've got, um, you know, Le Legend of Zelda coming. I've got more Swotor content that's going to keep me happy for forever. And then there's all sorts of um, other indie games that I'm sure I'll find along the way. Um, yeah, I'm, I, yeah, I think I'm, I'm pretty set with games in particular. Yeah, I think I am too. There was a lot of games that got announced at the Game Awards that were scheduled for like the first half mm. of uh, of 2023, uh, particularly around May and June. Because I, I, if I'm not mistaken, Jedi Survivor comes out several days before the Resident Evil 4 remake. And I'm like, oh, my just, poor wallet. Just, just quietly, like Jedi Survivor comes out the day after my birthday. 
Oh, so I'm just like, why haven't you pre-ordered yourself a collector's edition? Well, not, I, yeah, no, like <laughs> I, I just cannot justify that money. Like it would be amazing, but no, I, I can't. Sorry, I'll get the deluxe edition, <laughs> and that'll that'll be enough for me. Yeah. I'm trying to be the good bad influence. I, for you. I know you're, you're like, the you know little what? devil you sitting on my shoulder. It. You should I know, just do, like, it. do it. Do it. Do yeah. it. Yeah. Um, you're um. What's his name from Tommy from Parks and Rec? Just treat yourself. Yeah, yeah treat yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's but, exactly what I'm going to be doing. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I know. I think it would be really interesting to see. I can't even imagine new titles getting announced yet because it just feels like there's so much coming out already. It's yeah. insane. But who knows what that will bring us? Because that's a whole, well three weeks away now but oh but there's, there's more of 2023 as well so long time away long time for something to happen um but from us here at game on oz this is going to be um like i said the last show for 2022 we want to thank everybody for watching thank you stormy it's been a great year having you on the podcast and just this talking so much crap and and talking about stuff we love video games no i like Thank you as well for having me this year as well. I feel like uh, I, I I don't feel like so much the newbie anymore in a, in a really good way, but I appreciate all the patience with my my weird gaming questions as someone who's like new to the gaming scene and hopefully that's helped someone else who's listening maybe want to try some new stuff and, you know, it's never too late to try something new as well and getting to work with uh, you and Pete this year um, and, you know, getting to work in that studio and stuff has just been really really exciting so i'm really looking forward to next year can't cannot wait for that and thank you to everybody for watching on twitch.tv slash game on oz for listening on all the various podcast platforms that we have to our communities on on twitter and on discord thank you so much for being there we wouldn't be anywhere here without you um Thank you to Aussie Broadband for sponsoring us this, this year for the bl bloody good game of the week. We've been much appreciated there. Um, but I think I'm running out of people to thank. Have we got it? Have I missed anybody? Actually, thank you. know what? No, I haven't thanked. Thank you to everybody behind the scenes at Goa. So, like, we sit here, we do this show, and we've got nuts and bolts that I also do with Natty. Um, but to all the writing team behind the scenes that, that put all out so much wonderful content on our website, particularly our editor in chief, Royce Wilson, aka Zulu, um, who does so much work behind the scenes as well. It, it's it's incredible. Reflex again for like he hosts our, a lot of our tech stuff, like email and things like that. And it's it's just such a, a pleasure to work with with everybody there. And uh, cannot wait. Natty to on see the socials. Natty on the socials and and being the sounding board for the stuff we do on nuts and bolts and ah, oh, it's it's going to be so good. Cannot wait for for twenty twenty three to see what all these legends are, are going to bring out forward. But until then. Stay safe, have a great Christmas, and we'll see you in the new year.